freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. And GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today as always. Here on the program, today is Friday, October 6th, year of our Lord, 2023, and you are listening to the top political podcast in Ohio, the Conservative Crusader. So, big, big news uh, for the day today. The Speaker of the House is no more. Kevin McCarthy, the radical rhino that Matt Gates has talked about getting out of office for a long time now, has finally left the Speaker's office have a new guy now. Uh, his name is Patrick McH- McHenry. He is the interim speaker, and he's really great at hitting gavel. Listen to this. That was an aggressive hit. He b- almost missed the little, the, the little thing you hit the gavel with. Um, but that's the new guy, the, the interim speaker, uh, Patrick McH- McHenry. Uh, all he can do is serve uh, over overseeing the new speaker election when we have a new speaker. Um, and that new speaker may be in Ohio, and we'll get to that later. So this major speaker ouster had eight Republicans work with all of the Democrats, not really working with them, I'll get to that in a second, uh, to get McCarthy out of office. So there are eight Republicans. Let's see if I can find the names of them for you here really quick. I know Tim Burchett was one of them from the great state of Tennessee. Here we go. Matt Gates, uh, Nancy Mace, which is surprising. Nancy Mace is a longtime rhino. She's a, a big abortion advocate. But she has, um, she is uh, voting to vacate the chair. Uh, Andy Biggs, uh, Matt Rosendale, Eli Crane, uh, Ken Buck, Tim Burchett, and Bob Good are the eight Republicans that sided with all the Democrats to vacate the chair. They didn't work with the Democrats, let's be clear. Matt Gates didn't go to AOC, I, I would imagine, and say, I want you to vote to vacate the chair. Because the Democrats said all along they were going to vote to vacate the chair because they want Hakeem Jeffries as their speaker. And so there wasn't a chance that McCarthy survived this once we had, I think it was five Republican votes. Uh, So once Gates voted in Biggs and Crane and and Buck and Burchett, they were done. I mean, it, it was 
the vote was over. The Democrats were going to vote uh, in favor. The Republicans were going to vote against. And then you have the eight patriots who are voting for the motion to vacate. So now we have a new battle. See, the speaker battle last time, there was no one that was going to become speaker but Kevin McCarthy. We were hoping for someone like Byron Donalds from Florida or someone stronger like that to become speaker, but that wasn't likely. Now we actually have a completely open speaker position. Kevin McCarthy, this the, the speaker emeritus at this point, um, by title, because Nancy Pelosi received that title when she was uh, no longer speaker. Um, he is not running for speaker again. And so now we have a battle between two congressmen and possibly a former president. Now, not really, but uh, very early in consideration, Donald Trump was being considered uh, the greatest president of my lifetime uh, to become speaker of the House. And I think that he would be a fantastic speaker of the House. I'm just afraid that would take away the focus from his political campaign. And so I'm kind of glad he's not going to be speaker. But, I mean, politics does not come before um, before the country. And so I, I he would serve in that role, I believe. And we'll see if he ends up serving in that role, at least temporarily. But we have two congressmen battling for the speaker position. We have Steve Scalise, who is from Louisiana, I believe, um, off the top of my head. He was the whip, I believe. the Either the majority leader or the whip. Uh, currently, and he's a majority leader currently in Louisiana. So he is the second, or actually he's first in command at this point, but he's the second in command uh, under a speaker, so to speak. Um, and then we have Jim Jordan from Ohio vying for the speakership. And so if I'm being honest here, and I'm not just saying this as an Ohioan, as someone who wants to see an Ohioan as speaker, I genuinely believe that Jim Jordan, with motion to vacate, being taken off the table are the only ways we're going to have a speaker. Until we have a speaker, there is not going to be any budget negotiations. Until we have a speaker, or there might be negotiations, but no bills. Uh, until there's a speaker, there will not be any pro-life legislation, which shouldn't be done federally anyway. There will not be any sort of legislation passed because we have to have a speaker to bring it to the floor. And the interim speaker, Patrick McHenry, does not have that power. Uh, people are actually asking him to run, some congressmen. I don't have their names. Uh, but he's not really a national and figure. Steve Scalise was obviously shot during the 2018 practices for the um, baseball game, the congressional baseball game. Uh, and Jim Jordan has been a longtime chair or member of the House Judiciary Committee and is a strong fighter in that regard. So they're both uh, good congressmen. Steve Scalise, obviously the more um, moderate wing of the party, the more establishment wing of the party. He's been serving in, in Congress for a while now. But 45 House GOP lawmakers said in a letter to colleagues on Thursday that they will not vote for another speaker until there is reforms. So let let me read part of this letter here. The injustice we all witnessed cannot go unaddressed lest we bear responsibility for the consequences that follow. Our conference must address fundamental changes to the structure of our majority to ensure success for the American people. Uh, McCarthy, the speaker's gavel taken away, yada yada. Uh, lawmakers said they were ashamed and embarrassed by the F, uh, episode, according to the letter obtained by Fox News Digital. Uh, some some members actually went on the floor and started crying and praying and, and over McCarthy and, and all of this stuff. Um, so some of the members, Kelly Armstrong, Don Bacon, uh, Cliff Bent, Steve Bite, or St- Stephanie Bice, none of these people you've ever heard of before. Dan Crenshaw signed on to it. But pretty much these, uh, Chuck Edwards, I believe he's the one that unsat uh, Madison Cawthorn in, in North Carolina, the great representative from down there. 
before he was primaried out. Garrett Graves, Bill Johnson, I believe he's from Ohio. Dave Joyce, I know, is from Ohio. Um, so a lot of members. Max Miller, who's uh, he's a disgraced member of the Ohio delegation. Derek Van Orden, who's a joke. Um, he was attacking uh, Red Lion Politics, a, a Twitter account, for not having a Trump endorsement, which was hilarious. Um, so those are the members that are not going to vote until we have reform. So many of them are going to advocate for the removal of motion to vacate. Now, motion to vacate is our only defense from the swamp that has been around since the 1800s when the Jefferson Manual of Parliamentary Procedure was in, in um, was in, uh, what's the word? Wow. Was brought into the House and used as kind of their governing body instead of Robert's Rule. It's the Jefferson's pamphlet. Um, motion to vacate one member should never be taken off of the table. But I hate to tell you, folks, we are not going to have a... Um, yeah, we are not going to have a speaker unless that's taken off the table. And it's not a bad thing to have. Because it makes you account, and it's a bad thing to the politicians. It makes you accountable to the people that put you in that position in the first place. The congressmen that have to go back to their district and say, listen, guys, I know we haven't had tax reform across the line. I know we haven't had immigration reform across the line. I know we haven't balanced the budget. But I had no way to take the speaker off the table. Matt Gates can go back to the Florida's first district and say, you know what, Florida? I fought for you. You know what, Florida? I went back and I told Kevin McCarthy that you are going to do as we say and do as you promised or we're going to get rid of you. And that's exactly what I did. He's going to get a massive applause in a town hall for that. And so when 45 members are trying to change the rules we've had since 1837, the only time in history it's been changed is under Nancy Pelosi's speakership. While drawing the comparisons there between them and Nancy Pelosi kind of tells you where they lie. Back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader with our continuing coverage on the speaker battle that just went down in the House of Representatives over the week, or not the weekend, over the past couple of days. Um... Another way that this kind of changed the landscape is the fact that digital media was the only medium this message was really spread through, and we'll get to that later in the program. But first, this is an article from Business Insider, which is a radical left-wing paper. They're not even business anymore. They talk about everything. Um, but a GOP congressman says Matt Gates got schooled by AOC when he ousted McCarthy. Quote, I cannot believe he's that stupid. Does it say who it was? Garrett Graves. He's a moderate. Uh, said Gates was totally manipulated into filing a motion to vacate on Monday. Um, there were eight so-called Republicans that got together with 208 Democrats to out the House Speaker, a Republican Speaker. Uh, only a, a very slim majority of Republicans. And we have a large Ohio audience, and I've gotten this email a couple times, so I want to address it. Um, people are saying, how can I cheer on Matt Gates 
but I am opposing the blue 22 in Ohio. And so we'll get to that a little bit more in the Ohio segment, but it's the establishment versus the conservatives. And I'll get to that later in the program during segment four, but I just wanted to bring that out. And if you want to fast forward there, you can, if you're listening to the podcast, but um, that's, that's the main difference. But if you're mad that Matt Gates did what he said he's going to do, you shouldn't be in Washington. That Garrett Graves said, oh, he's doing official actions to raise money. He's fundraising off the fact that he did a motion to vacate. Let's go to Garrett Graves' website, can we? Pulling it up on my phone here. I got the new phone now, the, the 15 Pro. It's all right. It's kind of small, but I like the small. Uh, Garrett Graves. Oh, that's what I want. I don't want his house website. I want his, his campaign website. Hey, look, we're going to go to his, his campaign website. Go up to the top button here. Hey, look, he's asking for money. He's accepting donations. Because campaigns can't get funded without donations. So you can go in there and donate to his campaign and put in money. He doesn't even use a a, a reasonable... I've never seen this website before in my life. I choose Apex. He doesn't use a WinRed or Andot or ActBlue. He uses some random site. I don't want to put my credit card in. I'm not going to donate to him anyway, but come on, man. You don't make donation tax off of what you do because you have a bad uh, payment processing. And so I support Matt Gates. I support him do- uh, making money off of, of his actions because he's doing what he said he would do to the people. He's being accountable to the people and saying, hey, look, if you like what I'm doing, donate to me. That's how we should work. That's how Congress should work. Donate to Matt Gates. Donate to, to fighters that would not vote, again, uh, vote for McCarthy uh, in, in this new upcoming primary, too. Um, like J.R. Majewski. Uh, support him. JR4Ohio.com. Not paid or not sponsored. Um, but support real conservatives that are going to back Trump values, back America First values, and not conservatives that are going to back the, the establishment. Right? And there's a lot of concern. Every member of the Ohio delegation that was Republican voted against the ouster of McCarthy. That hurts to say. Mike Carey, Jim Jordan, David Joyce, Warren Davidson, um, what's his name? Troy Balderson, Max Miller. They all voted against the motion to vacate. Because they are so bought in by the swamp. And I hate to say that. I, I don't like saying that because I know Mike Carey on a personal level. I was at his first event when he had a whole 12 people show up, six of which were his staff. And I, I backed him all the way through that divisive primary, 11 people running. Longtime farmers in the community, longtime members of the community, uh, other politicians, you know, Jeff LeRae, Bob Peterson, both state representatives. Um, and I backed Mike Carey from day one in that race. I endorsed him two days before Trump did. Not that my endorsement meant much, much in 2021, but it, it was still a thing, you know. I, I still supported him at that point. Um, and it's kind of sad to see that he, he's voted for McCarthy. I called his office on uh, Tuesday. I said, hey, please vote against the motion or vote for the motion to vacate. Obviously, he doesn't listen to every constituent or every call, and that's fine. But it's kind of sad really, when we look at it in the way we have, that our congressmen are afraid to work against the establishment because their campaign money won't come anywhere else. A lot of these people, like Matt Gates, has to put out that motion to vacate thing. He has to put out a text about that because the NRCC will not put a dime into his campaign because the Republican Party will not back him anymore because he's done the right things his constituents have asked him to do that the people have asked him to do since day one, his motion to vacate. He gave him nine months. It's not like McCarthy was given a week. He gave him nine 
months of this 218th Congress. And he did not do what he said he would do. And that CR was the last straw. And I cannot blame the one and only Matt Gates for that. And so, yeah, he's going to donate. He's going to get money off of it. That's how politics works. And if that's what you're saying, oh, he got fooled by AOC to donate to his campaign. I mean, whatever, dude. I, I don't really care. And it's making me upset. I'm even talking about it and wasting my airtime. So let's talk really quickly here about the actual speaker battle. Because now we have two representatives running up against each other for speaker. And I've always said, from day one, we have a five-seat majority. Let's appoint someone that's not a representative so we don't lose any seats in that majority. Um, that's not going to happen, of course. I said, and I still stand by this, if Donald Trump would, would, uh, was to accept the speaker position, he would be the best speaker possible for America. And I wholeheartedly support him in that race. And I would support him for speaker uh, in any way I can. Um, but he's not going to. He actually issued an endorsement in this race, which is kind of surprising to me. Uh, Donald Trump has endorsed Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Uh, he was expected to endorse Jordan, uh, according to Troy Nels, who's a, a very good congressman, except for when it comes to East Palestine, and he told people to drink the water, and we, we ratioed him on Twitter for that. Part of the Cigar Caucus, he's doing all that fun stuff up there. Um, So he endorsed Jim Jordan on, on Truth Social last night. Let, let's put on Truth Social. Let's pull up the Truth Social. Uh, by the way, you can follow me over there, at GOP Josh, the verified profile. Uh, and, and let's really see what he said about the endorsement of, of Jim Jordan because it's, 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 it's an exciting endorsement. Uh, so here's the, the Truth Social post in its entirety. Congressman Jim Jordan has been a star long before making his very successful journey to Washington, D.C., representing Ohio's 4th Congressional District. Respected by all, he is now chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. As president, I had the honor of presenting Jim with our country's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So much is learned from sports and Jim was a master. While attending Graham High School, he won state championships all four years, a rarity, and compiled an amazing 156-1 to record. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, Jim became a two-time NCAA Division I wrestling champion. He won his 1985-86 NCAA championship matches in his weight class. Jim has a master's degree in education from Ohio State University and a law degree from Capital University, both of which are Ohio universities, of course. He is, a, he is strong on crime, borders, our military slash vets into uh, the Second Amendment. Jim and his wife, Polly, are family, uh, are outstanding. He has he will be a great Speaker of the House, and he has my complete and total endorsement. That's Donald Trump, the greatest president of my lifetime, over there on Truth Social. So, Donald Trump is endorsing and getting behind the Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan. I'm going to be completely, or running for Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan, I'm going to be completely and utterly transparent here with, with you all, as I always am. There is not going to be a path where Jim Jordan becomes Speaker unless we give up motion to vacate. As I said earlier in the program, as I put on social media, motion to vacate has been around longer than anyone still alive in the world, a few generations over. 18, let me look at the exact year. I, I put it on social media last night. I believe it was 1837 was the year the motion to vacate was actually introduced. Um, 1837, yep. We should not change that as a Republican caucus because Nancy Pelosi decided to. Because she decided that she wanted to get rid of it because she didn't want to be ousted during the Trump impeachment trial. That's why. She put it in place during the Trump impeachment. It is a Trump impeachment era rule uh, to get rid of it, that we're trying to do again as a party. 
the Republican Party is trying to get rid of a rule that was only taken off so we had a way to, to impeach Donald Trump. Because as soon as a motion to vacate is put on the floor, even if it doesn't pass, it stops all House business. And a one-member motion to vacate is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um, so my friends, that is the kind of speaker battle. We have uh, another story about that after the break, and then we're going to do the Ohio segment. Uh, really important is the way Matt Gates actually captivated an audience separate from Fox News and Salem Radio and iHeartRadio and actually spoke to the people about this move. So we'll talk about that after the break here on the Red Feature Radio Network brought to you by bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R is a great sponsor of the program. Use the top link in the show notes below to go over on Fiverr and support the program. bit.ly slash GOP Josh F-I-V-E-R-R and back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected. But anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Well, welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you all today. Uh, very excited, as always, to get into this speaker battle. And I'm so glad Kevin McCarthy is no longer speaker. The shortest speaker since the 1800s. Um, and that's not in height. I mean, might, might be in height. <laughs> shortest speaker uh, since the 1800s in gavel time, I guess is how it's classified. Um, so he is out. And Matt Gates is responsible for that. He is the one behind it. But McCarthy, before we get to that story, McCarthy originally decided that he was going to leave Congress or he was considering leaving Congress um, after the ouster. So he he's actually done. He's tired of it. He doesn't have the top leadership position anymore, so he was considering leaving. In a short media gaggle after a publication uh, from Politico, McCarthy said he planned to run for re-election, had not considered resigning, and will stick around. So he said he won't. Uh, resign, although many people familiar with the situation said he would have. Um, he'll still be a, a leadership member in the House. And he said this during the gaggle, I'll do anything I can to help almost all of you, or he told members, I'm sorry, during a closed-door conference meeting, uh, I'll do anything I can to help all of you, don't worry, I've raised a heck of a lot of money in the last hour. So, to Garrett Graves, representative from who knows where, he, where is he from? Garrett Gray from Louisiana, the 6th District. Hey, McCarthy is fundraising off of this thing. Maybe you shouldn't should get mad at him for it. Blame AOC for that too, buddy. Garrett Graves, what a joke. Come on this program, dude. Tell, tell me why you're such a, a, a McCarthy lover on the, on the show. 
to the to the future, to the future generation of this country that'll have to put up with what you do now. Garrett Graves from Baton Rouge. Whatever, dude. <laughs> um, so Matt Gates is the mastermind behind the motion to vacate. He has said for a while he's gonna do it. He finally went through with it. Um and Matt Gates did not spend all day on Fox News. He did not spend all day on CNN or MSNBC or any of the cable channels. He didn't spend all day talking to Salem Radio. He might have been there a couple times, but not all day. Uh, or doing three-hour interviews on iHeartRadio with Clay and Buck or whoever else he, he might have been talking to. Matt Gates actually went directly to you through a very powerful tool that we all have in our, our pockets, his phone. And X, or, or formerly Twitter. Which, by the way, I mentioned earlier, I had the uh, the new phone. The, it has the button. You can program to do whatever. I got to open Twitter because that's just how much I use the app. Um, but Matt Gates did not go on Fox News every day. He did not talk about everything going on every day on Fox News. He was talking to you directly. So I'm I'm sure you you are all on X if you're listening to this program. If you're not, uh, get on there and follow me over there uh, at GOP Josh twenty, which I've talked to the at GOP Josh guy. He won't respond. Um, so he actually went to you through Twitter spaces. So if I go on, on X right now, pop it up, the top bar, there's a, those purple little things. Or if I click, I'm just going to click into a random one right now. This one's about money. So let's just click and start listening. And you are just in, in, in a, a conversation with, with someone already. And these have been captivated bigly by politicians to kind of directly talk to voters, have town halls and stuff. But the night after the this, this speaker officer, which had happened later in the evening, McCarthy went right on a Twitter spaces with a Elon Musk par- or an Elon Musk parody account and a Jerome Powell par- parody account. Um, so Gates said on this, it was recorded. Uh, what do people think is going on right now? Because I've seen some criticism. I've seen some people celebrate. I don't know that either of those are necessarily warranted. Uh, Sean Farish, who is a Trump impersonator. Um, he is great, Sean Farish, the, the founder of Loud Majority. He said this is basically a clear-cut example of accountability. Uh, Nick Sorter, who was great in the East Palestine story. He's a great journalist. He's pretty much everywhere news is, news happens. Uh, asked if McCarthy had been too weak to keep the governing deal he made with Gates and other rebels. He said he didn't feel like he needed to. And then obviously he was wrong with that. Let's say whoever else is in here um, in this space. It didn't mention it. Uh, but it goes to mention how Matt Gates was on Steve Bannon. Uh, but the vote that empowered Gates, this is from a piece, uh, S-E-M-A-F-O-R, never heard of it before. I believe it's like a worldwide magazine. It's like a yellow, weird screen. Um, in traditional media and the longest-lived conservative media, the first ever removal of a House speaker by its own party had been covered as a debacle. House uh, Fox News hosts have scornfully cross-examined the eight Republicans who sung McCarthy. Uh, Brian Kilmeade asked Burchette, do you feel good about your vote? But the vote that empowered Gates empowered the new conservative media, too. Uh, on One American News, uh, Andy Biggs condemned the Uniparty. Steve Bannon's war room, Biggs and other conservative leaders who deposed McCarthy, were saving the country from weak, unserious party leaders. I'm hearing from sources from my uh, Kim McCarthy and his team around him personally held back oversight, Bannon told Gates and Rep. Nancy Mace during a joint visit to his studio on Wednesday. This is the reason we don't have subpoenas. And it actually, th- this explains, and this is no longer the story, the power we the people have through the mediums we're creating today. Steve Bannon has done War Room for a few years now and grown it to the number one home 
for America First candidates, for America First politicians, for America First news. And he has done a great job over there at War Room. I met him in, in Bedminster. He was doing a live War Room show, which was fun because it was as soon as you walk in the door to the Bedminster Golf Club, the Trump uh, National, you turn right and there's a door there. And I, I didn't go in the door. I, I did after the fact, but you op- they open the door uh, during every break and you just see Steve Bannon with all the studio lights just standing there and holding a microphone, doing the the number one MAGA show at this point. It was incredible. Um, so we are actually the forefront of politics today. Not not this program exactly, but we're part of it. We've had Congressman uh, George Sanders on the program. We, we're doing things here. Um, but your phone is more powerful than Fox News, which is supposed to be the number one cable television channel, the number one way that conservatives get their message out, but it's really not. Um, and Matt Gates proved that. I, I don't know if he did one Fox News hit during all of this. He might have. I'm not familiar. But he has captivated the true people, the patriots. That, that list I gave you earlier about everyone who voted against or for the motion to vacate on the Republican side, um, that was given to me by Grace Chong of, of the War Room, Bannon's War Room. Um, and And so... I mean, we have changed conservative media, which is just, it's incredible. I'm just, it's happy to read. I, I love these hit pieces, and it's hard to we'll try to pronounce out what I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, I, I love these hit pieces that go out and say, MAGA extremists are taking over media, doing independent media, and it's Twitter spaces, and no one listens to Fox News anymore. I'm like, yeah, great. That's fantastic. Um, Gates has tweeted at people. He said he later tweeted that he would negotiate away his demand to let any member call a, a snap no confidence vote on the speaker if they adopted a plan by California Congressman Ro Kahana to restrict money in politics and block stock trading by members. Kahana is a progressive Democrat. And he was able to team up through this without being the uniparty because it's not a whole party behind it. I mean, we are really changing media, folks. And it is incredible. And if you don't consume MAGA media only and you listen to this program or you're you're a leftist and you listen to this program to hear the conservative side, I encourage you to listen to more MAGA media. I mean, I, I've got a list of shows here that I download on Apple Podcasts and it's only only to start. Uh, Steak for Breakfast is one of them. They're, they're great patriots over there. Um, the Dilly Show with, with uh, Brendan Dilly over there. Um, Loud Majority with uh, Kevin Smith. You know, and that's just the start. We have Mike Crispy's programs. We have um, Bannon's War Room, of course. The Samuel McGuire show on this pro- on this network. I mean, we really have a great slate of content that we are replacing conservative media in its entirety. And that just makes me happy to see. It, it really does. All right, friends. So we'll be back after this with the Ohio segments talking about the transgender bathroom bill and how this House Speaker vote Uh, in Congress does not even compare to the Blue 22. Back after this here on the Red Feature Radio Network, this is The Conservative Crusader. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
Well, welcome back, friends. This is the Conservative Crusader in our Ohio segment with your kind of sports update for the weekend. The Buckeyes, Ohio State Buckeyes, are playing the Maryland Terrapins at home tomorrow at noon. Uh, and you can watch that over on Fox Sports or on the uh, radio over at 97.1 The Fan. The Browns are playing against no one this week. They are having their bye week. And the Bengals are playing the Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, and it will be on Fox TV, just regular Fox. So that is your football update for the week. And we get a lot of compliments on that, so we're going to keep doing it. Uh, and if you want to hear your team, if you're not from in Ohio, well, I might not say it, but if you want to hear it, uh, shoot me an email, josh at gopjosh.com, and we'll include all of them we can. So... Quick here, I, I didn't actually catch this story. Um, Matt Mayer, he was on this program, the first one to announce his plans to support or actually run for governor. And I honestly thought he had a pathway. He has dropped out of the race in 2026. So unfortunate to hear that. Hopefully we'll have a good conservative replacement uh, maybe sooner to the 2026 date. So for... for a refresher for you all. The Blue 22 were 22 members of the House of Representatives of Ohio who voted for a moderate Republican teaming up with the Democrats to choose a Speaker of the House after the Republican caucus has already chosen a Speaker. So you're going to listen to that and you're going to think, wow, Josh, that sounds a lot like the Blue 22 uh, or the, the Blue 8, so to speak, in Congress that have voted with the Democrats to get this moderate speaker, or, or to get no speaker. The way Blue 22 worked is that they said, no shot, we're letting Derek Maron even try to become speaker. We're going to work with the Democrats behind the back and get him out of here, not even give him a chance. The moderates in Congress, or are they actually the conservatives in Congress, gave Kevin McCarthy nine months to govern, to prove himself, and when he couldn't, the people, the congressmen, made a motion that all members can vote on and that they didn't make backroom deals to get it over the finish line. You can't tell me that 22 Republicans and the 32 Democrats, or however many there are, working together was not a backroom deal, because it was. This is not the same thing at all. On a much smaller scale, and also the fact that it was not done back room and it wasn't done by a uniparty and, and so I, I saw that comparison by some in the ohio republican kind of media scape saying oh well how can you support Derek Marin for speaker and also support this and i'm like well it's not the same thing at all okay so let's get into this ohio story of the week and then we'll get uh, off of the air for you all to have a great start to your weekend a hearing on legislation dictating which bathroom transgender students must use opened with claims that gender-affirming care will destroy children's bones and damage their brains. Based? Based? Uh, so the sponsor of this legislation is Beth Lear. He, uh, she is a representative from Galena, a Republican. Uh, she is a Young Americans for Liberty legislator, one of the Hazlitt Coalition members. Uh, refused to provide further detail, alleging that a child in Ohio was the victim of a gang rape by an athletic team. Um, an unspecified official did nothing but encourage the child to transition and become a male. Wednesday's committee hearing was about the first for was the first for House Bill 183, introduced by 20 House Republicans this summer. 
uh, prohibit transgender students from using school bathrooms or locker rooms that align with their assumed gender identity. So I'm a high school student. I have kind of a perspective on this. If you are a high school student and you are saying you're, you're a man, right? You're a boy. You were born a boy, which, by the way, we have the clip from... Oh, it's on my phone. I'm going to play it through the mic. It's going to sound terrible, but... are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. And that is um, <laughs> Mr. Rogers. If you're a 16-year-old boy... And you're saying you're a girl so you can go to the girl's uh, bathroom. You are not doing that because you feel like you don't fit in with your gender identity. You're doing that because you want to be in the ladies' bathroom and you're a creepo. Right? I, I need to, you to realize that. And, and girls the same way. Um, Adam Bird, who is a lead sponsor with Lear, uh, said the legislation will eliminate ditch, difficult situations for school leaders and prevent... Uh, what he said were instances of girls assaulted in locker rooms by biological males. Uh, this is going to stop the uh, Will Thomas, the Leah Thomases of the world, from being able to take over Ohio. And I'm completely for it. Um, all right, friends, we're going to wrap up here. The rest of the articles in the show notes below from Cleveland.com if you want to read it and get kind of up to date on the bill. We'll cover it a little more, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. But it was just the first hearing. They've got a lot of these hearings. <laughs> so, my friends, we will be... Back on Monday, the 9th? Am I getting the dates right? My, my calculator in my head working right? Yes, 9th. Oh, it's Columbus Day. I think we'll probably still do a program. Uh, back after mo- here on Monday, here on the Conservative Crusader, my friends. Make sure you stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay tuned. Brought to you by Red Feature Radio, LLC, or LLP. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. A production of Red Feature Radio Network, LLP.